This is the Con Guy Show. We are your home for news, opinions, and interviews from the world of Comic Cons and fandoms. Your ultimate insiders for all things Hello and welcome to another episode of the Con Guy. Tonight we are discussing the Disney Plus original series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I could not be more excited about it. Um, real quick, starting um, down here with you, let's work our way across and introduce everybody. Hey everyone, I am Katie, aka Katie underscore Christine. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this. I was really excited about the show before and I finally finished it today. So really stoked. Fresh in the brain. Yeah. Hi, I'm Derek Sams, the other half of the Samblings. I'm a writer and a middle school teacher and you can find me Twitter and Instagram, Derek. a regular here, excited to talk about this. Hi, I'm Danae Sams. I'm the other half of the Samblings. I'm one of the con girls, one of the two con girls here tonight. And I am a writer and comedian based in LA. You can find me on TikTok at Danae Sams. And we are so excited to get into this series, talk everything about it. But first, we got to do something else. Hey, everyone. It me, old buddy Ben, with your weekly con report. Now, normally, this is where Katie would do a weekly con report, but I screwed up and gave her the wrong information, so now I gotta fix it. Here are your upcoming cons for mid-February 2024. Starting off with your one-day cons on February 17th, we've got Beyond Comic Con at the Marjorie and William McDonald Center in North Miami Beach, Florida. That same day, we've got the Salisbury Toy and Collectible Show at the West End Plaza in Salisbury, North Carolina. And also on February 17th, Stingray Con at Atlantic Coast High School in Jacksonville, Florida. The next day, February 18th, we've got the Route 110 Comic Show at the 110 Bingo Hall in Melville, New York, and Southwest Florida Comic Fest at the Doubletree by Hilton Fort Myers at Bell Tower Shops in Fort Myers, Florida. Now for your weekend cons. February 16th through 18th, we've got Gallifrey One for all you Whovians at the Marriott Los Angeles Airport. Cosmic Con New York is February 17th through 18th at the Tangram Center in Flushing, Queens, New York. NEPA Comic Con is at Moon Tavern and Entertainment Complex also on the 17th and 18th. And finally, QuadCon Peoria at the Northwoods Mall in Peoria, Illinois. And there you go, your weekly con report. Now back to you, Danae. Okay, we're back. All Percy Jackson from this point on. So real quick, starting with you, Katie, why are you qualified to be discussing Percy Jackson, the Olympians from Disney Plus? I mean, I don't know. I think mainly to be the voice of reason and the different opinion between these two, but mainly because uh, I don't read very well. I know how to read. I don't read often anymore because I get way too distracted. But I have watched the movie many, many times. So I can compare it to the TV show, the movie based for those people who don't haven't read the books and don't read the books and maybe want to or don't know. So that's why I'm here. That's that's a great point of view to have. (laughs) Derek, why are you qualified to be here? Well, um, I am a founding member of the con guy for one. Uh, Also, I. I'm a fan of Percy Jackson and a fan of Greek mythology. Um, I did mention that I teach middle school, have experience with this age range of child. I was one once. Um, What else? Yeah, I have read the books um, or listened to them on audio. I I saw the movies when they came out and liked the first one at the time because I didn't know the books yet. The second one I did not like. 
It's not good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was sad. If we have time at the end, I'll share. I'll share a story about watching the second one in theater. Yeah, but I liked this series much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I am Danae. I'm qualified because one, the name Danae comes from Greek mythology. That's right. Who was to, who was Danae? Danae was the mother of Perseus, oh. son of Zeus, the namesake of Percy Jackson mm-hmm. from Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Riordan. So also, I am a writer, as I mentioned. This is my book, Queen of Hell. It is also about Greek mythology, roughly Greek mythology in a new setting. Also, I have read and reread the Percy Jackson series. I am so ready to talk about it. Let's start on a good note. Yeah. Let's start on a good note. So what did we love about this eight-episode series from Disney? First of all, can I jump in as to why I no. love this series in general? Yes. Just like, I love this idea of heroism and... You know, as a kid, you want to believe that you're special. Also, Percy is relatable for a lot of young people because mm-hmm. in in the book and in the movie at the beginning, whoa, I'm okay. um, he deals with um, dyslexia and other ADHD. He's, yeah, he's got mm-hmm. he's yeah ADHD. He's labeled as a problem kid in a way, and he's gone between lots of different schools. And then he learns, yeah. oh, it's related to the fact that he is um, a demigod. He's like yeah. Blood. It's it the ADHD yeah. keeps him ready to fight battle. Yeah, but... he realizes that the things he thought were weaknesses are actually strengths, mm-hmm. and it's he realizes that he is special. And a lot of kids, it's good for them to know that. Granted, you know, you can have people saying, "Oh, every kid's just told they're special." That means no one is. But no, kids need to know that there is value, that they've got skills, and that they too can be heroes in a way when they're willing mm-hmm. to do the right thing, to be ready to sacrifice for others. Mm-hmm. And I think we did see Percy sacrificing a lot. In yeah. this, and not just yeah. in the books, but in this series, yeah. and, and it he's, was he's ready to help it was the so great. He loves. He's ready yeah. to step up on what needs mm-hmm. to be done, and I think that's a good a good character for kids to see. And to Absolutely. So you loved that. I loved the casting personally. Yes. I loved this trio. I thought Percy, Annabeth, and Grover did a great job. Like I instantly believed that they were friends. Um, a plus casting on Dionysus. Did yeah. any uh, Jason Matukas? Thank Derek. you. <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite. He was my favorite of yeah. the. Oh, yeah. he was my favorite of the adult actors. To be fair, like mm-hmm. at least for the gods, that was my favorite. Yeah. Although- oh yeah, and he nailed the the theme of Dionysus, like with the shirts, with the can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's totally. on probation by Zeus, stuck at this camp, taking care of all these annoying kids, and he cannot drink wine. He's the god of wine, <laughs> but. Jason nailed it. Way to go, man. Yeah. Good job, Jason. Thank you. And comic yeah. relief. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we all love good comic relief. I also love the actress who played Percy's mom, Virginia Cole. Virginia Cole was an amazing Sally. Yeah. And I love that. I love when adult actors step into something like this. It's a fantasy. In many ways, the series is for children and youth, but the, ad- the adults are actually committed and play these characters genuinely mm-hmm. as they would any other role. And these characters deserve to be taken seriously. Yeah. And in episode one, when yeah. we saw Sally, like just standing on, or excuse me, sitting on the fire escape and it's raining and you can tell like a change is coming. She knows Percy is in danger. Like I almost, there were moments in that show. I wanted to cry with how she portrayed it. Sally was so good. She was such a strong, awesome woman. And I have a note pin that I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. Also Aries who. Yeah. Great casting for Aries. um, He is a professional wrestler, but his acting Adam Copeland. Oh, Adam Copeland. All these names you. I always forget because I'm Thanks old Thanks for so. writing them down. I appreciate it. I, I, I have looked. IMDb open too, so. I did, but then my phone locked. <laughs> and I love, uh, um, I really liked Toby Stevens as Poseidon too. He was like, a good them, Poseidon? I saw so much in them of these parents yeah. who were worried about their son and trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say as a foster parent relating to like this dad who cannot be there to do everything he wants to do for his son and mm-hmm. is trying to help from afar 
and yeah. just and still hoping for the best for mm -hmm. it. Are we going to talk about Timothy Amundsen? Yes. <laughs> if you did not know, Timothy Amundsen had a stroke about five years ago. He's recently talked about his recovery. You might have seen him on This Is Us while he was still recovering from his stroke. But you might I remember all him about that. best from Psych as mm -hmm. Detective Lassiter. Lassie. Lassie. Or Katie, where do you know him from? The Luck of the Irish, yes. the Disney Channel original movie. DCOM. He was also in at least one episode of Supernatural. As yes, he was in a few episodes. No, he was, yeah. a, he was in more than one. He was in a, at least was a few. Yeah, he was, was in one season. One yes. season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was yeah. so good in that. He was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, just that moment of seeing him as Hephaestus, I was just like, I am so proud of you. He mm -hmm. suffered from a stroke. He basically had to learn to walk again. I don't know all the details, so I don't want to give too much. But it was just, it worked because Hephaestus has a false leg in Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. So for him to come out on a cane, I was just like, I, that was another moment. Maybe it's, I'm showing my age, but I was like almost <laughs> tearing up again of like, I, you're, you're, you worked so hard to come back. And it's so great to see. Cool. I, I didn't know that about Hephaestus. You, you know some more about Greek mythology. I do. Yeah, she knows her stuff. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hephaestus is a inventor. He makes right. a lot of things, and he has a false leg. I know because I read Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, I know you have some pros. I, I would like to pros. give a couple of yeah. cons and see if you can balance them out with some pros. Because I did just reread the book. You can see that I've been rereading the series for the series. And um, I'm on the last book now. I would like to get into some things on this. One problem I had is that they were kind of vague on a lot of the rules of this world. Hmm. For example, the mist. The mist we kind of hear about in the show. It's talked about a lot more in the books. The mist is what disguises things like this evil teacher that attacks Percy in episode one. Played by Megan Mullally. Mullally love her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it disguises the fact that there are pegasi flying through the air. It's called the mist. It, it clouds things. Some people can see through the mist, like Percy's some, some mom, yeah. which is how she kind of fell in love with Poseidon, Percy's dad. And he was a god, as she tells him mm -hmm. in the first episode. They didn't talk about, because of the mist, like bronze swords. A bronze sword is what you use to destroy yeah. a monster. Celestial bronze, Celestial bronze, yeah. thank you. But celestial bronze does not work on a mortal. So like yeah. if Percy tried to use it on his um, stepdad, it would not work. Right. But they mention it really quickly in the series, but it's just in one moment mm -hmm. when they're going into the amusement park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I caught that, yeah. honestly. Um, real quick, I think we should step in right now and say from this point on, spoiler alert. Yes. Um, spoiler alert if you have not finished the series. Spoiler alert if you have not finished the book series. Also, um, also spoiler alert if you think, oh, I've seen the movie, so... If you guys talk about it, I'm not going to have anything spoiled. That the is not true. The movie, oh, the movie is drastically cool different. Thing. So even if you love yeah. the movie, please watch the series. And this will spoil it, things that so you don't better. know if you've only so, seen the movies. So. I mean, a big thing that they left out is like the fact that Luke's sword was made of celestial bronze and steel. Steel kills mortals like a classic sword. Celestial bronze kills monsters and demigods are susceptible to both. So it was a big deal that this guy had a sword made out of both these things because he's like, I'm coming after both of these people. Yeah. <laughs> he's bad. And they yeah. left that out. Also, they didn't explain why Sally was married to Gabe. They Wait, didn't. They never did. I, that yeah. was going to be something I mentioned because yeah, I really... That is one thing that they did mention in the movie was why he asks his mm -hmm. mom, why are you married to that guy? He's terrible. He's terrible mm -hmm. to you. And they talk about 
that. And I do think that's important that they did mm -hmm. leave out in yeah. the show. I think it's also important that they talk about how Gabe is defeated in the end because they changed it for the film mm -hmm. and for the series. Yeah. Because in the book, Percy has cut off the head of Medusa. She turns people into stone. He sends it to Olympus, who sends it back to him. And in the book, there's just this fantastic scene of, like, Percy has learned his mother is with Gabe because Gabe smells bad, and it will protect Mer Percy from monsters. He was, yes, because the only monsters will hunt down the half-bloods half based on the smell. And exactly. if they can't yeah. smell him. And yeah. Gabe was protecting it, so she only put up with Gabe to protect Percy. Mm -hmm. And then come to find out, there's, like, the last chapter of the book, there's a moment when Percy is home and Gabe raises his fist like he is about to hit Sally and she flinches and Percy loses it yes. because he realizes my mom has been physically abused by this monster. Yeah. It's not just that he was a jerk. He is a bad person. So Sally takes... <laughs> medusa's head mm -hmm. and uses it purposely to turn gabe into stone yeah and it's so cool because in the book you hear about like she sells it for a great price she uses it because for years she wanted to be a novelist and she put all of that on hold to raise percy and now she's like i was able to afford a good apartment for us i put down a down payment at a good school so you can come and stay with me year round and i stood up to this man who was abusing me and we lost all of that we lost all of that in this We did, series. and I guess maybe they wanted to make it a little bit, I don't know, maybe safer viewing for kids, but the show's already yeah. very violent. And mm -hmm. guess what? what? Yeah. Kids at this age, a lot of them will see or know about domestic violence in some way. Yeah. And there are ways to portray it where it's not too rough for kids certainly like 12 year old kids to be able to see in a film especially um, just like the way it is in the book where it's just he raises his fist and her his mom flinches yeah. that's all you see so you yeah. know like um, this has happened before right and the way it's done is not in a way that's necessarily going to encourage children to go out and do violent things because mm -hmm. it's holding up the head of medusa right <laughs> using that to but try to guide a stone you know it's a great way to show that you can defend yourself yeah. yeah it's okay to defend yourself if somebody has tried to hurt you and they mm -hmm. they cut all of that out yeah. in the disney plus show and I, I don't love that they did that yeah and again speaking as a foster parent and teacher i will say kids should know um that it's okay to defend yourself absolutely you know? to go and get help it's if you okay know to about like, it's abuse. okay to go yeah. to chiron and say a <laughs> um, guy is hitting my mom mm -hmm. can we do something about it <laughs> um okay another thing that bothered me a little bit is one um in the books yes the kids are somewhat intelligent because they know greek mythology i felt like these kids knew a little too much to be 12. Uh, see this was a change that i liked okay because yes they're 12 but also annabeth doesn't know typical kid stuff. She, she does not Yeah. And mm -hmm. Percy also, his mom has been telling him all these stories from Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. It always bugged me that in the book, they get to this place that says Auntie M's Garden Emporium. Okay, they see all these stone that. creatures everywhere and it takes them way too long to figure out that it's Medusa. Yeah, also, you know? and I think that's a good point, Derek, because, you know, a lot of people with, with shows like this, with someone who's just discovered their abilities, mm -hmm. they don't know about it. Everybody is always like, oh, it was too easy. Mm -hmm. Like they all of a sudden knew how to control their abilities. Mm -hmm. And by them having this pre-knowledge of it, it didn't feel like it was as rushed into him knowing yeah. what he was but doing. But also like they weren't automatically experts at it. Yeah, they just exactly. had the information yeah. and they mm -hmm. were able to recognize these big things from I should mythology. clarify. Yeah. I, I didn't mind the Medusa mm -hmm. change. I love okay. the way they incorporated that, like, you know, it's kind of a back and forth on was Medusa good? Mm -hmm. Was she just being protected? And they were able to put both of those into the show. 
I liked that. I didn't love that it happened again and again and again and again and again. I take that point. Yeah. I, I didn't love that they went into the Lotus Casino and they were automatically like, if we eat anything, we're going to forget who we are. And they walked into the waterbed and they were like, he's a bad guy and we already have a plan. Like 12 year olds are clever. They are smart. They're yeah. smarter than a lot of people expect, but they don't always know exactly what's going on. They don't always plan ahead. They don't always yep. plan ahead. And also just like as characters in a story, mm-hmm. yes, you want them to be smart, but you don't want them to be so smart that there's no adventure yeah i'm with you on that i think yeah. there were multiple times where they knew what was going on and generally speaking i liked that they were a little bit smarter mm-hmm. um than the books but yet yeah, we could have had a little bit more variety exactly yeah. yeah with some places where they wouldn't be able to figure out right away yeah and i think that because for me two of my favorite parts of this particular story from not reading the books just from seeing the movie is the lotus casino mm-hmm. and medusa i mean medusa i love her She's mm-hmm. she's iconic, wonderful. I love her. Anyway, I do love, like Danae said, that they kind of showed both sides of Medusa. I did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But to go on, like, I felt like it was very, for it being an eight series, eight episode series, you kind of would expect certain things to last a little bit longer than they did. Yeah. They kind of stayed too short on some of the big good moments, like mm-hmm. when they defeat mm-hmm. Medusa. It happened really quickly. If you blinked, you would have missed what happened. It wasn't as drawn out as it could have been. With a movie, you understand, because in a movie, you have to keep the, the, mm-hmm. the story going. Mm-hmm. You only have a certain amount of time. But you have an eight-episode show. You could have filled it in a little bit more. And I loved the part with Hermes in the casino but it was that weird. It was like, very rushed. Okay, so what's where's yeah. the stakes? Why do they know so much? Why are they? And I get that. It's like, mm-hmm. and Danae earlier was saying how the beginning of the show had it was stronger than the end of the show, and I Absolutely. do agree with that. I think it started off really strong. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it in our group text, and I was like, "This is starting off really good." The mm-hmm. second half of it faltered a little. Yeah, I have literally written in my notes. I loved the first four episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first four were so strong, especially like the opening with Percy narrating because in the book it's told first person and it's a great way to explain Greek mythology to people who may not know it as well. But in the show, we just kind of lost that right away. There was no more Percy explaining what's going on. It was instantly like they were too smart in the wrong places and too dumb in the wrong places, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I, um, but like, can I ask a question about that? Yeah, totally. Because they're supposed to be 12. Do you feel like they did a good job at representing that these are, in fact, children? Kind of. Because in the movies, you did not ever feel like they were as young as they were saying. Right. Well, in well, the movies, they, they were adults playing teenagers. Yes, of and course. They, they made the characters older in the movies, yeah. too, a bit. Yeah. So I was so, just curious. Because sometimes a kid, they're not going to know. They might be really book smart. They might be really yeah. thing like that. And then under pressure suddenly mm-hmm. even even adults mm-hmm. even not even just kids yeah we know all these things we know how to protect ourselves and then in the moment your brain just kind of stops yeah i get that um i do think it makes sense because part of the character of annabeth specifically is you know athena is the goddess of wisdom and strategy in battle yeah and they're using annabeth so much when they're playing capture the flag at camp <laughs> and she's the one coming up with strategies and everything so it makes sense that she would come up with a plan um it would be way too easy to make her just like hermione um it's which i have notes about that too no there's a lot of comparisons Um, to harry potter i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i will say this like the whole thing with having a trio um the reason it's very similar to what's in harry potter is because it's part of classical thought and literature Mm -hmm. um it comes back from plato's idea of this trichotomy of man where you've got the head the heart the belly you see it with harry ron hermione you see it with um 
Grover, Percy, and Annabeth, and you mm-hmm. see it with Kirk, Spock, and Bones, and you see it with um, Han, Luke, and Leia, even. It's this, you've got the one character who's the heart, which is the moral center, then you've got the character who's the brains and the character who's the gut. Um, and that's why, like, the gut is always so obsessed with food. We see that yeah. with Ron, but so we also see it with be, Grover. It, yeah, it makes sense for it to be a satyr hmm. who's in tune with nature exactly. versus and that's, the daughter of the goddess of wisdom. I, I mean, it's, it's really off, brilliant. Piggyback off of, sorry. It's okay. I could piggyback off of that and talk about something else. Is like, in the book, it's very clear that Grover loves food. Like, mm-hmm. there's even a moment where Percy is like, yeah, I could talk about him like, you know, oh, he's slow on his crutches, but when it's enchilada day, he knows how to move. And like, I think that just gets into another one of my notes. Like it wasn't, where's the fun? I wasn't having fun watching yeah. the series like I did reading the books because there were things like, spoiler alert, if you have not read it, later on in the series, a Titan comes back. He controls time. He's slowing Percy down when he's trying to run away. And the Titan is stopped because one of the girls picks up her hairbrush and throws it at his head and hits him. And like, like he's like, and it slows him down and Percy can get away. Like we didn't have that kind of fun in this series. Yeah. Everything was like, everything was dark and grim and yes, there's seriousness to it, but you didn't have Grover passed out mumbling. Like, where's my food? Like he does in the book. Mm-hmm. Because Grove, like again, the gut, yeah. he was obsessed with food. He loved you have some honest. little moments like that, but you're right, it wasn't carried through. I think it was mm-hmm. in the first four episodes. Remember when Grover has got his little song? Well, the first four episodes are good. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his little song to try and help everybody get yeah. along when they're yeah. fighting on the road. Yeah. I love that moment. That was so but, great. Yeah. Then we didn't get that as much. But later. yeah, we kind of lost it. Like, I, I that's, uh, yeah, whole point. It was like, there, it wasn't just, it just, it wasn't as fun. Especially um, a whole scene that was cut out was when they were trying to enter the, the underworld. It's under a record company in los angeles yeah and the way that they convince the guy to get in is percy is like wow you're not paid enough are you well if you let me in i'm gonna talk to hades about getting you a raise right and it's the guy who's like obsessed with suits is like yeah that's a great deal go on in demigod and i'm paraphrasing a lot please do not come for me but (laughs) i was gonna ask how that scene compared in the book because in the movie the entrance to hell is under the Hollywood sign. Yeah, which was clever. I'll agree. I yes. like that. Yeah. But in this one, but, it's drastically different. And in yeah. the series, it's under a mattress store. Yeah. He lures yeah. people by well, that... by killing them, by having them lay down on the bed. Which but was, what, what's okay. so cool about the book is, like like I said, it's, in, it's this um, record company. So it's mm-hmm. all these people waiting to get into hell because it's like they're dead, but they have unfinished business, so they can't mm-hmm. go yet. And it's very similar to the record store being in the or excuse me the record company the recording studio being in the waiting room and it's like has my album dropped yet will you see me and hear my single yet mm-hmm. was kind of the idea yeah so or yeah, also just, just the influence of hell in la in the record <laughs> industry like, exactly disney plus missed a real opportunity there they because really they people want us to know how evil they are that's behind probably the why that's probably, <laughs> that's probably why they edited it let's <laughs> yeah. be real because, yeah. and that's Another thing they kind of missed in the series is that the world of Percy Jackson, the Olympians have been around forever. They are moving with westward expansion. And that's why Olympus mm-hmm. is no longer over the Mount of Olympus in Greece. It is now over Empire the State entire Building. state building in mm-hmm. New York. And the entrance to the underworld is no longer in Rome. It is now in LA because they have moved with westward expansion. They've moved with the westward world mm-hmm. and what's remained popular. It um, it goes hand in hand really well with American Gods by Neil Gaiman, which is yes. a whole other rant. We won't like get into Percy that Jackson right now. For adults. But yeah, they cut a lot of the fun things. Like they cut, Percy is able to talk to horses in the book. 
Because in Greek mythology, Poseidon, Perseus' dad, invented horses with the curves of the waves. It reminded them of horses' heads, and that's where you get horses. So when they're in this, um, what's it called, 18-wheeler, when they're on their way Mm -hmm. to LA, excuse me, Las Vegas, in the show, um, they set loose the animals. But in the book, it's because there's a zebra in there who asks Percy, like, my lord, they are hurting us. Please set us free. Meaning like he, mm-hmm. this zebra understands like Percy is the son of the man that created me. If I ask him for help, he'll give it. And there's a bunch of Pegasi at Camp Half-Blood and Percy can talk to all of them. And that's just another like element of fun yeah. that we lost in this show. And that was a big con for me. Um, also just the silliness of the gods. I would love to get into my sections that I marked if that's okay. Oh, please. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I wanted to echo off of that however with a little bit of a disagreement um i understand your you have valid feelings for mm-hmm. then picking out things out of the book but i also see it from a standpoint of from a writing ability and the audience who is not familiar with the book mm-hmm. little changes are not going to affect the story they're trying to tell with the show except because so, they did still say that the satyr could communicate with the animals yeah they just replaced it with him instead of Percy. Except- so it doesn't bother me as much because we still they still explained what happened. It might not have been the same as the yeah. book. But does that yeah, make which, sense? Which does work, yeah. except in the later books, a major character that we see from book two to book five is Blackjack the Pegasus, who is like Percy's assistant from here on out and who carries him through a bunch of adventures and he can talk to Percy. We haven't laid that out yet. And yeah. it's like, oh, but yeah. like, are they going to just cut out Blackjack now? He's well, so cool. Hopefully we'll get like, some, they might introduce something in season two and it might be like some of his powers becoming yeah, like slowly become more evident. becoming apparent. That would be awesome. Yeah. Like what, what I want to compare it to is one of my friends when the Hunger Games came out, mm-hmm. he was very, very passionate saying it was a terrible adaptation. I disagree. I think Hunger Games was I fantastic. I think it was a great adaptation, his, especially his, number two. He, two was fire. It was the huh. best. No, no <laughs> pun intended. No pun intended. But it is, that is the best film to book yes, film adaptation true, I've ever Until seen. you see the second one. But that's another story. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was upset that they didn't explain the creatures at the end being the former contestants mm-hmm. altered they altered their appearance mm-hmm. he was upset that they didn't explain that but i'm like it wasn't it wasn't important for the story mm-hmm. they were trying to tell in the movie so it kind of reminds me of that the difference so, is that doesn't come back again in the yeah no books. that's fair that's yeah. fair yeah that and I, that, but that's why i said that's why i didn't mind that they took it out of the of hunger games because i was like we never see it again it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it's just it's, yeah but we know. do see it again in percy jackson and maybe i think yeah it's probably so, what they're gonna do and just okay piggybacking off of that like the fun thing they cut is just the silliness of the gods so mm-hmm. is that the gods look like everyday people they're just much more powerful so in book um for Battle of the Labyrinth, I think, they are at the Hoover Dam and it's very quick, blink and you miss it. They run into Athena and Athena is a park ranger. <laughs> In the books, yeah. Poseidon, Jim, you're oh, going to love this, is yeah. basically Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, basically. He like wearing the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh I, blo- so, yeah. oh, I marked it off. I was going to read it to you guys. So Jimmy friggin' Buffett. Okay, so um, this is when Percy's in Olympus. He sees his dad for the very first time, and it says, he reminded me of a beachcomber from Key West. He wore leather sandals, khaki Bermuda shorts, and a Tommy Bahama shirt with coconuts and parrots all over it. Yes, Jimmy Buffett. That's <laughs> Poseidon. Poseidon. <laughs> Wait. His skin was deep. Katie's face. Oh, thank okay. you. His skin was deeply tanned. His hands scarred like an old-time fisherman's. His hair was black like mine. His face. Da da da. His throne was a deep-sea fisherman's chair. 
Like that, mm-hmm. all of that was lost. Poseidon was just wearing like Banana Republic clothes in this show. Yeah. It's I, true. I think they, <laughs> they were going for like this gravity there that they were afraid of undermining. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in The Two Towers, what they changed with Faramir. Um, but you've never read The Lord of the Rings. Sorry. So. I don't have... 10 50,000 hours to read Lord of the Rings. You just read Percy okay. Jackson again. Um, I okay, okay, well to be fair, I, I forgot a lot of Percy Jackson's, yeah. but it almost feels like I'm reading it the first time. I would also like to get into Hades. <sighs> yes. Uh, yeah. I know that you guys are going to agree with me on this. <laughs> we were not fans of the portrayal no. of Hades. So first of all, in the books, when they go into the underworld, it is very busy. It's full of monsters guarding the place. It is full of hellhounds. What I loved is that all the guards in the book are soldiers who are dead from every war. Yeah. So you're seeing Roman soldiers. You're seeing World War II soldiers. I... I'm not going to get rid of that. Yeah. Um, um, from all over. And that's Hades guard. That's Hades guards. It's very crowded. It You see like um, it's a whole mess. It's it's way overcrowded. And that's part mm-hmm. of Hades beef in the book is he doesn't want to start World War Three. I think this was, again, a thing missed in the show is that we are on the brink of World War Three starting because the lightning rod is missing. Yeah. And Poseidon. The master bolt. The master bolt. I mean, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're trying to avoid talking about the big spoiler of the entire series. Are we trying to stay away from that? We've already given a spoiler alert, so we'll give okay, it again. Spoiler alert. We are going to give away That's the whole, the whole they, they even mention it. They say with, why can I not think of his name right now? Kronos. Thank you. Kronos, the whole reason why they ended up in this in the first place was because that was how World War II started. Yeah. Was because of Kronos, mm-hmm. which, by the way, y'all, I'm about to admit something that's going to make me look really dumb. Um, Wait, I know, I um, know Greek mythology, but sorry, my brain. The, World, the War books, II... World War II started because of Children of the Big Three, yeah, which is uh, okay, Hades, gotcha. Hades, Poseidon, Poseidon. Yeah, and okay. Zeus. So they have a pact that they will never have a child again. Yes, but okay. Poseidon had Percy. Yeah, and that's a big no-no. Well, Except and Zeus for, had Thalia, and Zeus had Thalia, but Thalia gave her life to defend the other campers, and that's why she's the tree at camp. Hades, god of the underworld, is the only one who held that promise and said, I will not have more children because we almost caused because that was the cause of World War II. Now we are about to cause World War III. And it's yes, it is because Kronos is behind it. Yeah. But it's all yeah. But also I had I had a I had a a moment when we were watching it and I looked at my roommate and I was like, I feel real dumb right now. She's like, why? I was like, I know enough about greek mythology i know the characters but sometimes your mind doesn't mm-hmm. put two and two together mm-hmm. timekeeper if you guys have clocked in at jobs i know not everybody clocks in at jobs anymore but our time machine was called chronos mm-hmm. and yes i never put the two and two together until i was watching percy jackson and i was like oh that's such a good name for a time clock yeah. but i never thought about <laughs> it when i was clocking in and out every day yeah I feel that. so yeah yeah, exactly. But more fun things like that. So circling back, you know, they're going into the underworld. You're seeing all these different dead soldiers from all from every war in history. It's crowded. It's crazy. And you, they go in to meet Hades. And I'm going to describe, I'm going to read Hades' description by Rick Riordan. Thank you, because I don't remember how he's described. And oh, I, I marked it. I found it. She he came prepared. I came y'all. prepared. I'm ready to talk about my son, Percy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the way Rick Riordan and the books described Hades is he was at least 10 feet tall, for one thing, and dressed in black silk robes and a crown of braided gold. His skin was albino white, his hair shortcut and jet black. He wasn't bulked up like Ares, but he radiated 
power. He lounged on his throne of fused human bones, looking lithe, graceful, and as dangerous as a panther. I immediately felt like he should be giving orders. His aura was affecting me just as Ares had. So I love that because like they walk in, Hades is menacing. He is scary. He makes these kids freeze up and not want to talk. Yeah. In the show, he's just Hades bland. was a neck beard. Yeah. He was just kind of like, and then demigods in the underworld. You were talking about the fun aspects to all of the gods. Hades is the one that we don't have that from in the book. He's the freaking god of death. He's the god of death. So there's no reason yeah. for him to dress in some fun style fitting mm -hmm. with current culture yeah, or anything. He's not Jimmy Buffett. He's the god of death. He is, like, yeah. He should yeah. remain the same and super creepy. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be very scary. There's even yeah. a line of Percy like, I wish Persephone were here to oh, calm him I down. Do too. Summer, I do so she's too. She's not going to be there. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, Which like why he's it really didn't make sense in the movie. Scary. So like in the show, he comes up and it's like, you look like a guy who's gonna tell me like, where's my hug at? Yeah. Well, and then in when uh, in the series when Hades hears the news that well, Percy figures out right then. Oh, that voice I heard was Kronos, mm -hmm. and then he should have been scared too. But you really didn't see it. Like it's it's in the script, I guess. And then in the next episode, Percy says something like, "Oh, I saw the look on his face when I mentioned Kronos." And I he, didn't. See and it. I was like, "I didn't see the look on his face. Did you see the look on his face? <laughs> nope. The camera didn't pick it up. No okay, idea. Percy was the only one that saw it. I so, I mean, I think maybe he saw it in a dream. Maybe nothing against this actor. It. Perhaps in another role, he'd be great. Yes. Um, he'd be great if I were going to watch him juggle. But if he wants to be the menacing god of death, didn't didn't believe it. Don't believe that. Yeah, didn't believe I it. don't believe that. I don't believe like I I don't yeah. Emily yeah. and I um we when we were watching it cuz there's this a brief moment where Percy has a dream with Hades where they're talking about the lightning bolt and I look at my room and I go is that Hades? Cuz the whole show we were waiting to find out what Hades casting was going to be like and we were kind of underwhelmed the first time we saw him. Mm -hmm. Then when I cuz confirmed that that was Hades I was just disappointed. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, I don't, I don't even know why, but like, if you guys saw the movie, I'm going to mention the movie again because I don't have a reference from the books. He had like this rocker vibe, more of a rocker vibe than, than anything. Yeah. That was like the one spot Steve that the Coogan. movie got it better. Yeah, like it was still goofy, don't get me wrong, but he did, you could catch like the wrath that he had. You exactly. could catch his anger. In this, you couldn't catch it. Yeah, this one, he didn't feel dangerous. I didn't, I wasn't worried about him. He didn't give me like, I, I would be scared to come into contact with him. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I'm coming into contact with Hades, I should be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. no, I don't Ares, want this. The God of War was definitely scarier. And don't get yeah. me wrong, mm -hmm. war, is, war is scary, but you can go through war and come out alive. You cannot go into death and come out alive. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, why was he wearing green? Did you guys catch that? It was like uh, a green. Well, green is normally associated with with i think wrath isn't green normally associated with wrath so i thought it was like isn't it like green, though? like the evergreen tree? green can also okay i'm a color theory nerd i, love I that. apologize if you guys no, i love hearing I, your takes on yeah, costumes yes, as a costumer and just one of the most fascinating things i learned in theater school was about color theory so if i am messing up my color theory people you are allowed to tell me i'm sorry but it is normally associated with greed green is normally associated with greed more because yeah. of money yeah envy like that. yeah um, envy but I believe it is also associated with that. Because I think like Slytherin, okay. if you think of like Slytherin, their color is yeah. green. Oh. So, and Hades would be Slytherin. So that's kind of the way I see it. So 
I understand. I think it really depends on the customer and what the director and producer like wanted. That might have been what they were going for, is because Green yeah. is associated but with it, that. In that moment, we're seeing he's he's not envious. Like yes. he wasn't wanting anything else. He's like, I've got everything I need. Here's right here. my helmet. Yeah, he's he's upset that his helmet's missing, but there's nothing like he comes out and because they think that he is envious or he's angry and he wants to take revenge and he's wanting to start the war and he's like, no, there's nothing else I want. I just want my and helmet back. In the yeah. book, it gets into that. He's like, no, like the underworld is full. I don't have room for a bunch of people to die. I yeah. do he not doesn't want, want another war. Anyways, Hades just could have been a lot better. Yeah, in this, yeah. In this series. and a lot of it was casting and just directing choices more so than the actor. I think. Yeah, the actor. I, I think. I mean, fine. great actors can be ruined with a bad director. That's true. And that's just across the board. Or writing. Or writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I will point out, Rick Riordan was part of the writing team on the first couple of episodes, but not at the end. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. In the credits, it mentions written by, and oh, it lists whoever. I, I didn't Whoever that. wrote it. So that's and probably. And Rick Riordan. But not at the end. At the end, it was just Rick Riordan wasn't involved anymore in the writing, which I don't love. So, um... Yeah, so we, I, I didn't love this change of like, you guys missed the deadline, the war is starting, and then the war didn't really start. Yeah. In the book, they just, they get it, it's like in the last few seconds, but they make the deadline. Yeah, um, I don't know what the point was of that. Yeah, it, what they was don't, the point they, of the deadline? If yeah. they, if they, it's yeah. it's yeah. weird, the show had, the pacing was off. Mm -hmm. I feel and, like the pacing, like, you know, there was so much content, and I feel like they added things they didn't need to add, and then they didn't extend that, that was one of my points yeah in the penultimate episode they there's it feels like it's 10 minutes long poseidon shows up he's talking to sally and he's delivering exposition that we already know if we have seen all the episodes so far it reminded me of the last episode of season one of loki it's like okay why are we talking we're just talking <laughs> And but, we already know all of this. I liked those scenes, though. I did, too. I, I mean, I liked them it. in Loki. And I also liked the scene with, I, with Poseidon and Sally. Yeah, I agree. We already knew. It was, I, just, it was this emotional moment between them. It just. Yeah, I agree. So I'm with Derek on this one. I agree that I understand you're, you're not liking that. But this is when you know that you are not the target audience for the books. Because the, there's, it's a kid's book. We all know that. And. I cared more about the adults in that particular moment mm -hmm. than I did about the kids. And that's how you know that you are older and not the target yeah. demographic. So, but yeah, like I just, I feel like to add in things like that though, they cut so many fun things. We've mentioned a lot of fun yeah. things. They also cut a lot of the danger along the way. Yeah. And I would love to get into the final scene of Luke leaving the camp and betraying everyone. Yes. Um, yeah, we in the book, we like we kind of explained earlier. Luke's sword, backbiter, is designed to kill mortals and monsters. Meaning, mm -hmm. like you know, they're they're at Camp Half Blood to train to fight monsters and defend themselves mm -hmm. because monsters go after Half Bloods. But it's Luke is like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go kill some mortals too, and he basically reveals to Percy in the book, like you know, the world is messed up. The gods have no idea what they're doing. We have to overthrow them, and we're gonna do that with the Titans, and I'm gonna help bring Kronos back. And then he lets loose a scorpion that stabs Percy and almost kills him. Yeah, it's like a special kind of scorpion. It's a very right? particular kind yeah. of Greek mythology scorpion that I cannot remember right now. If only it's somebody not, had it's the not a manticore though. Is pull it? it up. Well, no, the manticore is at the St. Louis. Danae, yeah, I were talking. And some in some stories, like manticore. But is it's like, like even when it stabs him, Luke is like, "You might be okay if they find you in the next like two minutes or whatever." Yeah. Sorry, our our friend here in the room is also named Luke. We're not talking about him. We're talking about a 19-year-old. <laughs> why we gave a jerk. spoiler alert. 
Um, but so they, they did that with the, the stinger of the manticore earlier in the series instead of having it be the scorpion at the end. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But in the end, though, it kind of proves the point of like Kronos is a bad guy. Yeah. He has and, deceived and Luke, Luke to follow him. Like, Luke is a bad guy. He really has betrayed he his was, friend. He has betrayed his friends. And in he accordance is with the prophecy. And mm -hmm. like that's a pro like Annabeth is not there in the books. And that's something mm -hmm. she deals with along the way because she and Luke were the ones that found their way to have Blood Hill. Mm -hmm. He is one of her closest friends. She has trouble believing that he is bad. And mm -hmm. she wants to save him through the rest of the series. And Percy yeah. is like, no, he tried to kill me. So so my point being, I felt like it was very rushed, yeah. but too many moments were slowed down. Fun things were cut out. Important points of the story were cut out for exposition that we did not need because we already knew it. At the Okay, my final note here, because yes, we are not the target audience. We are all adults. The target audience is 12-year-olds, yes. maybe to 18, because that's how old Percy is in the series. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, just because something is children's media doesn't mean it has to be bad. I agree. And I, stuff that is really quality that's made for children and teens is still going to appeal to adults if it's good storytelling. Yes. And I think yeah. that's something that Disney has been missing the mark on in the last few years. Yeah, I agree. I, that's just yeah. – it, um, it feels kind yeah. of on par for where Disney's been. I would like them to improve. I, I do think – I will say as a whole, I still like this series. There are some things mm -hmm. I hope that they can fix for the next season. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, to echo off of what, what Danae said is – you know, I understand they're trying to make it appropriate for a family to watch together. I understand that. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, they, they kind of made this a little bit too, like they could have made it a little bit stronger. But then in episode seven, when they're in the underworld, I was like, this is a little scary for a kid. I'm not going to yeah. lie. So it's kind of, there wasn't a balance because like, mm -hmm. it was a because little scary. In the, books, the underworld is like, it's weird. And there's a lot of different stuff. Yes. I felt like in the shows, it just looked like Dune. <laughs> yeah, they did cut out a lot from the end. They cut out so much Question. stuff like training Cerberus and all the mon like the monsters that yeah, are there. In, in the book, mm -hmm. is the underworld more like a desert or is it an ocean? Because in the movies, they had to they had to take a boat to the underworld. Mm -hmm. It's neither. Okay, it's a, they're underground. They're moving through, of course, the Asphodel fields of people okay. who have not been punished yet. And they also see the Isles of the Blessed. But that's in they the movie. They see the Isles of the Blessed. In the movie, they're in the water, the, the souls of yeah. those people. Okay, the river sticks really is kind of like floating it, it, in midair. They do pass the river sticks, okay. but yeah. Cool. All right, we're going to end it, I think. I think yeah. we're good. But yeah. guys, this is awesome. Please still watch Percy Jackson the Olympians yes. on Disney Plus. Read the books. Read the books by Rick yeah. Riordan. He has this series, he has an Aries series, he has a Gods of Egypt series. 10 out of 10, recommend the series. Please mm -hmm. read them. Also, read my book, Queen of Hell. Queen of Hell. If you like stuff. Queen mm -hmm. of Hell. It's available on Amazon. And it has a sequel. It, it's going to be four books eventually. Yes, right but now. she has two books, but that's the first one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Katie, where can we find you? So you guys can find me across all social media outlets, including TikTok and Twitch at KT underscore Christine. Uh, we will also be providing more con girls content this year. So me and Danae and my roommate will be working more on um, all sorts of the nerdy things that we love, but from a female perspective and female topics that are more interesting to females. So yeah, that's where you guys can find us. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. No, yes, those two. Twitter and Instagram is Derek. I plan to be posting a whole lot about the Lego sets that I got for my birthday. 
so much Lego. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. You can find me, Danae Sands, on TikTok. And then a few weeks later, you'll see the same TikToks on Instagram. TikTok is the best way, place to find me. But I'm also on the Facebook at Danae Sands Comedy. So check us out there. Thank you so much for tuning into the con guy and listening to us talk for an hour and a half. 10 hours on Percy Jackson and the Olympians available on Disney plus. See you guys next time. Thanks for watching the con guy, the official program of the con Find us on the Weeby geeks collective or anywhere you listen to podcasts.